You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We are a group of excited and passionate individuals who have come together to share our love of all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and thedizinsider.com. I'm Sam, and tonight I'm excited to be joined by our amazing group of Marvel nerds. We've got David the Blurred Hulk, Brianna, and we are joined by our friend Lewis from Sunken City Designs. How is everybody tonight? Doing good. Great. It's Friday. Happy Friday. From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's the Marvel Tribe. <laughs> Yay, we're back on the tribe. Dude, it's it's been it's been a while. So sorry, we've we life got in our way. So that happened. So forgive us. Um and we do this for free out of love anyway, so I, I don't really care if you guys criticize us for this. So but we do but love they, you guys. We do love you guys, but David, big life, big life changes for you. Not really, but well, it's big happy life, changes. Big big changes for the for you know the the whole uh, podcast here. I mean, for those who don't know, the, the person who did the intro that's a new new cast <laughs> member. Her name is Sam. Welcome, Sam, to joining the Marvel Tribe. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> but, it's nice to be back with you guys. But no, I got I got married here recently. Um, it was a beautiful wedding, friends, family, lots of tears, you know, happiness and restraining orders. It was it was the full gambit. It was good. So I'm yeah. gonna need that restraining order story later. <laughs> no, off the air, off the air. Exes come out of the woodwork. You never no, there's no restraining orders. It oh. was it was fun, it was good. Um, Brianna, how are you? I, I'm great. Um Getting ready to not be able to go to Disneyland for Oof. like eight weeks. So for like, yeah, a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Just soaking up all the time you can get. And Lewis, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Uh, hey, I heard uh, Camille Vasquez is available right now, so that restraining order she could help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camille is fantastic. So Lewis, why don't you tell us about Sunken City Designs? Yeah, so Sunken City Designs is a graphic design illustration project that I've started. Uh, more aggressively in the last like two or three years, but I've been drawing and sketching for most of my life. So Sunken City Designs is a portfolio of illustrations and designs that I've created using things like Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, uh, old school 90s cartoons, Nickelodeon, and really adding an adult twist to them. Some of them are a little gory, still on the friendly side, but some of them might not have eyes. Some of them might, might miss an arm holding an animated-looking human heart. So just giving it 
a fun play on nostalgic cartoons that we used to enjoy when we were kids to kind of rebrand them and refresh them for adults and youngsters coming up. So that's what Sunken City Design is. And it's been going strong for about two years now. And we are just continuing to grow and grow each month. So I got to say, I peeped out some of his your work, man. I am I am truly a fan. I'm following all your stuff now. That the, the, the illustrations you do is is amazing. So, yeah, check check his stuff out. Follow him on Instagram and stuff, and, and don't forget to buy his merch when he starts releasing when he release more. So, and um, we did have the pleasure of having Lewis with us on our Wealth Department live show. Yes. So he got a taste of how we also enjoy a little adult twist to things. <laughs> So we're glad that you agreed to join us tonight. We're super excited to jump into some Marvel combos. David, what do you want to talk about first, Blair Hulk? So we we owe the fans. Uh, we left them kind of high and dry on the season finale of Moon Knight. So uh, instead of doing our, our typical uh, episode breakdown, we're just going to have a little powwow session about it. We're going to talk about the series, what we thought about the series, what we thought about how it ended, and then do we have any you know anticipation for possible uh second season and what that might look like so yeah anybody wants just to, yes just yes yes <laughs> just yes well, season I, two of moon knight right now please yeah right now would be awesome and stuff so, so i don't think talk about the ending so, go ahead sorry my excitement is exploding out of me so i don't think that there is a Marvel Disney Plus show that I want a second season of as much as I do Moon Knight. Like, there's so much in that story that can be told. There are so many other, like, personalities that we have yet to see unwind. Mm -hmm. Um, They set it up so perfectly. So perfectly. So, I'm excited. So, go ahead. Go ahead, Lewis. Create a whole cinematic universe just on Moon Knight. Like, that's how amazing that season was. Like, there's almost no need to introduce him to MCU. You could let him run with himself for a couple seasons. This the, That series, I mean, I love the series. One thing I have an issue with the Disney Plus ones is I feel like that fifth, sometimes that fourth, fifth, sixth episode, depending on how long they get, they feel like they, they rush it. Give them 10. Give them longer episodes. I mean, but overall... You know, you can't have too much sugar because then, you know, your teeth rot. So you got to get a little bit at a time. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. In fact, I, I if so, first of all, the ending of this one was was, was stellar. Um, you know, we I would have been extremely mad if we didn't get Jake at some point and stuff uh, because we know he was there. Anyone who's a fan, like Dude, you, you know he's there. Like that's that's what these these blackouts. But I, I do love the fact that um, the way they set they set up these personalities and because uh, you know uh, the main character he has uh, is it D I D I D yeah, yeah disassociative identity disorder. Thank you. And so just you know and 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 for those who are old school, you used to hear it being called multiple personalities and stuff. Uh, I think they did a very good job with it, uh, especially because you have a pers- one of the personalities and stuff have no clue that he has multiple personalities and stuff. So that's, you know, Stephen Grant and stuff. And then you have uh, Mark Spector, who's aware of of Stephen. So he's, you know, he, he knows that, you know, Stephen was created, you know, to help 
you know, uh, kind of protect him and stuff and through all the traumas and stuff that he went through. But he was just like uh, just like uh, Stephen was completely unaware of Jake Lockley, who is <laughs> this, uh, you know, badass from no other who just who I think con- who Conchus loves more than them all. I mean, that's <laughs> if he can get rid of, of Mark and and Stephen and just have Jake, man. Yeah, that's Jake has no moral compass. Yeah, I was gonna say the one that will just kill for him no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 feeding this uh, personality's uh, a need, and so yeah, I think that they they make a, a good pair, and I would love to see more of that relationship develop in in a, a, a second season and stuff. But yeah, I, I I I loved it. It was it was really 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 well made. I wish it was longer. Like Lewis said, I I would I love to. Have a ten episode and maybe you know forty forty five fifty minute uh, run mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, you know, but, but it you know they have to they have to give us a little bit. They like like Lewis said, you don't want to rot your teeth on a lot of Marvel stuff. So, but I kind of do. So, <laughs> well, that takes us back to that whole like gamma waves conversation you and I had on Dysology that one time, like. They can feed you a little bit at a time, and it keeps you addicted and wanting more. So if they give you too much at once, then you can kind of like, like if they're not giving you a break between things, you're going to be less likely to consume the next thing as powerfully as you consumed everything else. So I'm, I'm going to say this then, uh, because, yeah, I, you're 100% right. You're 100% accurate. There, there's a, psych, a psychology uh, to this. Uh, it does keep their subscribers subscribed longer, because, especially when you have these week after weeks and you get new content and different shows and stuff. It's just it's you know, it's it's the it's the secret sauce for a lot of these streaming services and stuff. With that said, I don't care. I will pay a premium for me to have it my way. So if they're like, hey, guess what? You can have all of the episodes but you have to pay like, you know, 25 bucks a month, you know, to get that premium premiere access. I would I would have signed up before they finished the sentence. But I would have too. <laughs> and you bring up a good point. If they were to, I mean, six episodes, week, one each week, that's mm-hmm. six weeks. So that's only yep. a month and a half of subscriptions. Mm-hmm. If you were to go 12 weeks, mm-hmm. that's three months of sub- subscription. So you don't even have to mm-hmm. charge more. You yeah. get more episodes. And Disney... I enjoy that they do the week to week. It kind of gives you like a break in between because sometimes I'll ruin a whole day binge watching a show on Netflix because like all 38 episodes are out. Like, all right, let's go. Yeah. So I like that it's week to week. And on a business aspect, I think if they were to give us 12, that's three months of uh, subscriptions. Yeah, I really think Marvel needs to um, kind of subscribe to that TV writing a bit more. Because they, they, they've they sat there and go, this is kind of like a movie, but we're making it a TV show. And it's, it's it hurts the pacing a bit. And it's it's a little weird. I, I mean, I still love every single show. And I've watched it and rewatched every mm-hmm. single show. So I was like, I mean, they're not losing me because of this. But mm-hmm. when you sit down and go, yeah, we could have, you know, done something and, you know, pace this better at a 10 episode actual TV show. I mean, go for it. Because I do think that I love this finale because i got what i wanted out of it i i got layla but um i think this was the definition of a rushed finale like and when you look at wandavision wandavision was built for disney Mm -hmm. plus i think it was 10 episodes if i'm not mistaken 
And it was built to be set up show after show after show. Yeah. And I feel like things like Hawkeye and stuff like that, I think they were not intended for Disney Plus. And then they made some minor changes to put on Disney Plus. And that's why we only got the six episodes is because it was meant for the big screen. Yeah. WandaVision was built for Disney Plus. And if they use that formula, everyone loves WandaVision. I haven't met anyone oh, yeah. because they don't. Yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent. I, I agree. I think uh, they they added that that uh, bring you along kind of mystery uncovering. They did the exploratory of the characters and what's going on and stuff. Where in movies they they just don't have the time to do that. And mm-hmm. a lot of these Disney Plus uh, shows are longer movies, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't, you know, like Rihanna saying, take that really extra time to kind of deep dive in, into some things and stuff because. We could have, I mean, just like just when you write for TV, you can have an entire episode about an uh, obscure character and stuff that adds more depth to the show as a whole. You can't do that with a six a six story arc and stuff that just just doesn't really uh, translate very well and stuff because you get a lot of people and and and, and so we do get you know Disney Plus and you know especially Marvel when they put out this content they do get that common theme that a lot of there's a good amount of people. Who aren't really super super fans of Marvel stuff say it's it kind of starts out kind of slow or we want to see mm-hmm. where things are going and stuff and then it picks up you know you know episode you know three four and then we're, then we're like wow it's almost over <laughs> we got one or two more episodes left so yeah I get I get it. and it's absolutely fair fair criticism uh, Wanda WandaVision was definitely a, really a Marvel and a breakthrough for a lot of reasons. I mean, the, the, for me, the biggest one was you don't really see actual movie stars on the big screen doing television related content and stuff like that. Uh, but playing the same characters, you may get an off, you know, you, we normally like agents of shield are, or we get these characters that we don't really have any expectations to see up on the big screen or that, you know, we, and we may get one, you know, we get like a cameo or, you know, we get, we get Agent Coulson and uh, Nick Fury or, you know, you know, something to kind of tease a, a tie and stuff. But this is full on. These characters are what you see on the big screen. And that was something that was really cool and it worked very well. So that's I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for what the future holds. I can't wait. We got She-Hulk coming out down the pipe. Um we got Miss Marvel, so we we have definitely some some interesting shows that are that are on deck here. So, I want to take it back to Agents of Shield for just one second, because if Kevin Feige mm-hmm. were to take Brett Dalton and put him into the MCU, I would love that. So, Kevin Feige, if you're listening, because we know obviously you listen to the Marvel Tribe, uh, your best source of Marvel entertainment, Kevin Feige. <laughs> he doesn't listen um, to new people though, so. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm not new. I was just sick. You guys are rough. Um, Brett, Brett Dalton. Give me more Brett Dalton, please. Thank you. Carry on. Yeah, so um, I do think, even though I just said that I would like this to be in like more of a TV series way, that this is kind of the future that we're getting with streaming services. We're looking at new ways to write shows. So like, I don't think this is going away. I think this is what we're going to get. I'm just hoping that we can figure out how not to have 45 minutes of these this mass i don't know finale where i'm like oh okay man that was a ride <laughs> and then like i we, we sat here and talked about wandavision and i do think it was great and i do think that 
it was a bit rushed there at the end too because of how it started like i mean man it i mean there was two parts to that show and you knew when you hit part two um but i think back to when they kind of announced that they did take dr strange and people out of the finale to see how rushed it was so it's definitely still i mean obviously it was the very first show that they had came out on disney plus so i was like they're definitely still experimenting with how they're writing these and i'm kind of excited to see where it goes um hopefully more episodes that we've talked about that like just, just more. We just want more Marvel. I don't think that's 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 the thing here. More Marvel, please. So, um, you guys want to rank your uh, rank some of the shows and stuff? Like, what, what do you think so far? Where we where we are on the on the on the Marvel shows um, as far as your own personal rankings? I mean, so we got we got the WandaVision. Uh, you know, we got Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got Hawkeye. Uh, you know, we got low key and we, you know, we got Moon Knight here and stuff. Um, anybody, you know, your top, top two, top three, you can rank them all if you want, if, if you feel so inclined. All right. I got this. I was like, all right. I think I got this. Go ahead. You go first. All right. You go Moon Knight. Okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. WandaVision. Loki. Hawkeye. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right, Brianna. Um, I think I'm gonna have. Ooh, I think I'm gonna have Loki, Moon Knight, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and then Hawkeye. Okay, I'm. Yeah, and I was I'm like, actually... I liked all of these, so it's really hard to put these in order. But I, yeah, that's. I think that's what I ended up with. Oh, and I forgot one more. The the what if series is going to be counted on here. Okay, well, what if would be a what if is very end, very end. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Lewis? All right, so mine, it's Moon Knight, and then a very close one, Wandavision. Moon Knight, simply because it's a new character, we haven't seen him yet, and I love the serious comedy in it. It was it was it stole the show for me, but it's Moon Knight, Wandavision, Loki, Hawkeye, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. I don't mean to put Falcon Winter Soldier down at the bottom. It was really good. No, but when I look at content, I'm like, man, I didn't need that story. Like, it was a story that was, all right, you gave it to us, but mm-hmm. I'll take it. I needed that story. I did, too, <laughs> only because it is setting up so much more. Uh, we we needed we needed the... You need that Winter Soldier fix. <laughs> no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Winter Soldier. Like, for me, it set up, um, like, Nathaniel's story and all that. Mm-hmm. So, and like, so for like, uh, what's his name? Patriot. Patriot. Yeah. So yeah, it did, it, 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 it did pretty good. I mean, and just, and just, you know, I, I just going off of what Lewis said, um, Putting things last doesn't mean that it was the worst show. It's just that's you know that's just kind of how the rankings fall and stuff. I mean, if we, we were literally rank, loved all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we, were, if we were to rank like you know uh, MCU movies and stuff, I, my last place is the worst. I will never want to rewatch that movie again as long as I live. So, but for the shows, I I, I enjoyed them all, but they do have a specific order and stuff. Um, so yeah, so for me, um. I actually like Moon Knight, you know, the, the new character. I, I, I really love that story arc. I, I love the comic book runs. Um, Loki, 
I go back and forth between Loki and WandaVision and stuff, but um, I, I do like Loki. I, I thought Owen Wilson's character actually really helped with that show. It was just a good play with, with those two back and forth and stuff. Uh, WandaVision, uh, obviously, because that's definitely the biggest eye connection and stuff to, you know, that, you know, that informs the, the, the next phase of the, of the multiverse and stuff. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then for me, Hawkeye was on the bottom, and it, it was, and it's not like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show at all, and I liked it. I would have loved to see a little bit more. Um, there, there's some there's some goofiness there that really just uh, just wasn't necessary. Uh, for, um, you know, you you can still tell your your yeah, you can tell your diehardest, you know, type show and stuff like that. That I mean, we obviously with the the Christmas theme and and everything else, and you know, the action comedy kind of. But some of the comedy was a little too cartoonish, and you kind it kind of takes you out of it and stuff. And so, but so yeah, that's why I I, I put that at, at the bottom there. So I felt like Hawkeye had just a lot of villains or a lot of enemies. And that's kind of like we talked about, like the TV show aspect where we could have spread that out a little bit, I think, and it would have been better. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, all of a sudden, every single one, every single person's coming after Hawkeye. And I was like, oh my. And, and we got no real true uh, training montage, you know? Kate Bishop was oh, like yeah. ready, locked, and load. <laughs> she's like, all right. First scene. And- and don't get me wrong, she she's she's a badass in her own right. She she absolutely is. She did justice to the character and stuff. But you know, you, you want a little bit of like, oh, get that little thematic music going, get some montages and stuff. It's like you know, Hawkeye passing down some some wisdom. But she was hanging toe to toe with Hawkeye and saved his ass in a few of these and stuff. So so did yeah. have the montage with the um ugly Christmas sweater. So oh yeah <laughs> yeah. There's 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 that part. Yeah, so, okay. Hawkeye and, and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, those two, I think the importance of those two, they're, they're very important, but primarily for what we're stopping and what we're bringing forth. And that that's what I find Im- important with those two. As we're like WandaVision, Moon Knight, and Loki, mm-hmm. it's just hitting the ground running with all new information. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah I, liked, I liked the way you put that. So, all right, so let, let's talk about something that uh, WandaVision, uh, a show that they, they, a movie that they informed. We're, we're going to talk about uh, Doctor Strange 2. Everyone here saw Doctor Strange 2, right? We're not. Yeah, that's a, yeah, we saw Doctor Strange. And, I, I'm going to be very honest. I have not yet. Uh, all right. But we can, we can do this non spoiler. No, no, it's read. okay. I've already heard. Uh, the reason why I have it is because uh, a lot of my friends really opened up the news straight mm-hmm. out the gate. So for me now, I'm like, well, I'll just wait till Disney Plus now since I know everything you share. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm completely open. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so Doctor Strange two, uh, you know the the setting events it picks up kind of right after uh, Wanda Wanda Vision. Um, it's <laughs> it, it they, Sam Raimi as a director who is a great. Uh, I think, in my opinion, he's a good director. I, I like his horror comedy stuff. Um, you know, if, if you're a fan of Evil Dead and stuff like that, you, and, you know, and, and, and yeah, he did the Spider-Man, I believe, as well. And I just like, I just like, I like the way he, he does this stuff. He They promised a horror movie. They 
delivered on some jump scares. They did do that. It was a horror. So for a PG-13 movie, it was about as horror as you can get away with. So I'll say that. If this was rated R, it holy shit, <laughs> the stuff they could have taken it to. I you, you know you saw the 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 groundwork and stuff for it and stuff, but I think it was more of the PG thirteen rating versus how they were writing out the scenes and stuff, which was you know kind of handcuffed them a little bit on how much they can do and stuff. I was like, and there's a lot of good PG thirteen horror movies out there. Um, I feel like this was more of we still got to keep it a Marvel movie, we yeah. still got to keep it that. So I was like, a very much a. Marvel movie with a lot of horror aspects. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like I would consider it. Yeah, they've kind of got to ease us into it for those theatrical releases. Um, favorite scene? So, I, I, for me, I was gung ho about uh, getting the the actual multiverse to see all the different variants <laughs> and everything else and stuff. So right out the ga- gate, we see you know the variant of Doctor Strange with America Chavez and stuff. You know, being chased <laughs> by some some creatures and stuff and in, in, in a different universe. So, but my favorite, I'm a I'm not gonna lie. My favorite absolute scene was the Illuminati scene. Yes, uh, I was waiting for that. When they when they came out, and I can even tell you the favorite moment was when I saw the animated uh, series version of Professor X in his hover, his yellow hover uh, uh, wheelchair and stuff. Was the most. I it took me back to my 90s childhood and stuff right there. I was like, oh my god. And we have uh, and you have you have the Professor X and stuff there. So I yeah, that's that scene was was amazing, that reveal. So my reaction. I was gonna say, I wish you could see Sam right now because she's like about to faint. Because that was like, that scene. Okay, so I'm sitting with my husband who's not as big of a Marvel fan as I am and my six-year-old. And they, I mean, he enjoys the movies and stuff, but he doesn't consume things the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, Professor X comes out, and I was like, <gasps> and then he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. And then Reed Richards, and I was like, <gasps> even bigger. And he was, like, he was like, I don't get it. What's happening? I was like, <laughs> I was like, I will explain it to you later. Just let me have this moment. <laughs> Tears in my eyes. And then they all got decimated. So, which it was, that was necessary. I'm, so I know some people felt gypped or they got ripped off for that part, but that actually, actually was necessary. I understand they, that, yes. They had to have a, 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 a good power base that the Scarlet Witch could display her power. And, and with and that was them like you know i get we got the commentage and you know we have all the you know the the, the sorcerers and everything else but that's not uh equal display of what wanda can do uh what scarlet witch can do literally took, was. yes like literally took some of the best and defeated them with their own strengths oh yeah oh man yeah he manipulated their own strengths to defeat them i mean miss marvel got crushed by a rock so <laughs> So and let that me still let me, makes me angry. Yeah. And let me clarify that too, because I've I've gotten to many. No, I, I had to clarify that on a few other uh, discussion forums and stuff because uh, people. And, and I guess they could have did a better job 
uh, explaining or showing what that actually was. But Scarlet Witch has the canon ability to take your power with her chaos magic and everything else. And that's what she did to Captain Marvel. She snatched her power from her. Uh, so you saw when she got tossed to the ground, Ragdoll, she was not glowing that cosmic glow anymore. Her power is now in the hands of, of Wanda. And then Wanda crushed her. So she crushed the very human, um, you know, Monica, uh, uh, Marie Rambeau and stuff. So that's that's what happened. It wasn't she wasn't crushing, uh, you know, the, the cosmic, you know, uh, imbued uh, Captain Marvel and stuff. Um, that with, was a human yeah, being. with all of those protections. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. She sucked her dry. Yeah, that's sorry, Louis. Gets, <laughs> no, I, that gets no. into one of my biggest complaints <laughs> the, about Marvel. From the outsider looking in. So I know the le- the length of the movie was quite. I mean, obviously nothing compares to Endgame anymore. Endgame has oh, yeah. changed the game literally. Yeah. But uh, one question that I have, and I guess I'll play that part since I haven't seen it quite yet, was the runtime consistent? Because I I hear mixed reviews that the runtime was it was too long. It could have been shorter. And then, obviously, a lot of diehard fans is like, no, I'll sit there for 24 hours if you let me. So was the runtime too much or not enough? So I got two answers for it, and and they're both the same. Uh, not both the same. Uh, diehard fan, yes, I, I sympathize, and I completely understand. I can sit here. If you gave me a four-hour Doctor Strange movie, I would sit there for the whole four hours. Now, with that said, as a, a for a new person and stuff who's really kind of getting – uh, introduced to this, there's there's some parts that they could have cut out are are reduced down and stuff, and still told the exact story they were trying to to tell. They they were kind of laboring on a few a few things and stuff. Um, so I I agree for your lay fan or just you know your average movie goer, the runtime might have been a little bit a little bit long, but that that's my opinion. So, gotcha. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like it was still a decently fast-paced movie. When I mean, like when it needed to be and into the storyline that it was, it was still pretty fast-paced. Um, but I don't fully know where or when they should have slowed it down, so I can't really give a good answer to that. Um, I do uh, still cut out all the credits and then just give me the end and <laughs> <Just laughs> mid-roll credit scenes, like right after the movie, so I don't have to sit there with a six-year-old for twenty-five minutes watching the credits roll on the screen and her saying, "Mommy, the movie's over. Why can't we leave?" And I'm like, "Listen, child, you see all these other people leaving. We are not like these people. We know what's to come. You don't be like these people." I have a meme saved in my phone for every time I watch a Marvel movie since Black Panther came out. And it, sa- it, it says something like people leaving during the, uh, the credits, not waiting for the end scene. And your kid asks you, like, why are we leaving? Like, we don't do that here. Like, you wait <laughs> until the end. And I love yeah. that. Every time a Marvel movie comes out, I, I share it. We don't do that here. That's not what we do. I, yes. That I had that. Me. I, in fact, had that conversation with my six year old. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. After 20. 20- five plus movies and stuff you you would think you know seeing some of these these newer uh releases in the theaters that a good amount of people would you know be like yeah we stay till after the credits but you still see the occasional people get up and as soon as it's over and they just take off now don't get me wrong you just that, look at them I, like I I this was the first one where I didn't like both in credit scenes. Uh, I like I, I like the one where you know we got we got Clea, uh, you know played by the amazing um, God what is her uh, what's her name Char- uh, Charlie Theron. 
And then I'm going to spoil this again, Lou. Sorry. But and then we get the end credit with um, God. He lives here in the Rogue Valley. Why can't I um, from the Evil Dead? Why am I spacing on his his name? Um, God, he plays, he plays Nash in the Evil Dead. Uh, it's going to come to me. Anyway, with him, it was unnecessary. There, I mean, unless they're going to have him say some kind of reference to his pop culture legacy status and stuff, which they didn't do, it, it was it wasn't necessary at all. So, with end right now, I think end credits are sometimes a gamble because, mm-hmm. especially with so many different directors and then visions. I mean, I get the question asked all the time when I start talking about Marvel, like, "Where's Adam?" I mean, I mean, granted, we haven't got volume three yet. Yeah. Uh, Guardians 2 uh, wasn't the biggest fan of, but it was a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think end credits now for Marvel, they almost have to be cautious because they may send an end credit out and then realize now we're going to change the view of the story. And now that credit is just kind of lost like Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph, like just sitting out in the outskirts. So it's like, what happened at that, that end credit? So end credits are a bit of a gamble, and I think they play it safe now because that way it doesn't leave too much for us fans to speculate and yeah. hope they're going that way. Oh yeah, yeah, no, hundred hundred percent. You know, I, if I could replace one of them, that would wouldn't really cause too much speculation or a lot. I would have I would have added Wade Wilson and 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 then one of those and stuff. Him maybe walking by the, the hot dog cart guy or something like that and stuff. And then because you, 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 you know, I get it, yes, hundred percent. Like, hey, you know, we 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 have this big giant golden uh, egg that's being hatched. Who's in there? And then we don't ever get the payoff on that. So yes, there there is that. And so we we do form these speculations and everything else and stuff. Um, but I, I I like it. I think it's a part of the the Marvel uh, you know the Marvel fervor. You know, it's it's kind of we we turn into um it's like those old those nancy drew books and stuff those those mysteries and stuff you know it's there's a mystery hidden on every corner and stuff some of some of us go a little crazy and go down rabbit holes and we really add uh, nuances to stuff that is just right there on the surface don't don't need it don't but but it's still fun it's fun it's fun it, it actually what makes podcasts like this exist because we can deep dive into the you know into what they're what we think that they're going to be doing and stuff but this one i thought the the second end credit is like eh, it, unless i miss something and maybe i'll rewatch it maybe there's something something there see look i'm doing it now i'm like i think it, i could accept that it was just dead more than it is yeah and same previous other Bruce Campbell. <laughs> thank you. Oh my God. Sorry. The the great there you the go. Actor Bruce Campbell is is who I was talking about. So. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of Doctor Strange, I think June twenty second hits Disney Plus. Yes. And Not I'm going off. to be watching it at least five times. So. <laughs> I see the can, we, June- can we have a watch party? Let's do a Disney Plus watch party. I'm okay with that. that. In fact, I, I think did they improve their thing? They you can still like you can do like emojis and. All you can do emojis, but you can't. You can't chat. I I do wish you could do it the way that you do, like when you're doing an Amazon Prime watch party, like a Prime Video mm-hmm. watch party, yeah. where like you can live chat in the movie feed. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. fun. So Disney, if you're taking notes, because obviously everybody <laughs> listens to us. Yes, obviously we're no, we know that we're the most important. Yes, obviously. Uh, so we've got lots to come this summer. We do lots. 
I didn't realize how much it was until like two days ago. And I was like, oh, so I'm just watching movies and TV all Amazing. summer. Got it. I mean, so we're going to get Thor Love and Thunder. What's the release mm-hmm. on that? So July 8th. Yeah, I believe it is. I need to confirm that. I don't have it in my notes. It's in July sometime. So Thor Love and Thunder. After we're talking on uh, uh, the Apartment Podcast, Walt's Apartment, I don't know if you guys, I meant to send it out uh, on my Instagram, but there is a Funko Pop out there where they have Thor. And it's, I don't know if it's real or not, but if it's real, it's pretty cool. It's that end scene where they said he snapped too hard. Mm-hmm. And around his midsection, it's all like little bricks, like all different colors. Like <laughs> bird scene. So I don't know if it's real or not, but if it is, that's, that's so nice. funny. It should be. It that would be something Funko <laughs> would absolutely do. And they would sell a crap ton of that and stuff too. So yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna buy it, but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna check to verify it's real. So I, I may you may see it in the back of my little starter display there and stuff. Only so because I, I was yeah, only just because I was checking to see if it was real. And they don't have a return policy, and I forgot the you know the return label, and it just sits on my shelf now. That's why I would own the pixelated naked Thor. <laughs> anyway. It is it is July eighth for Thor: Love and Thunder. Thank you. Uh, trailers that we have seen so far, love it. Oh yeah, in fact, so let, let's talk about let's get into it. So so we got Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, and and actually, right after this topic, because uh, I do want to kind of lend a little bit of our platform to talk about the toxic <laughs> fandom and stuff, because it still persists. And I want to take every avenue we can to shut shit down and just yeah. just call call it out and stuff. But and or, we know no. it's, honestly, it's going to get bad with She Hulk and Miss Marvel. Oh, it is, it is, it is, <laughs> and stuff. So just know you trolls don't have any safe space, no matter where you where you go. Um, so but yeah, not here. <laughs> nope. We'd be spicy. So, Thor: Love and Thunder. You know the the premise is you know uh, Thor is kind of you know he's doing his Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and he's kind of halfway between you know you know the the people of Asgard which is on Earth and and you know we have King Valkyrie there and we also uh, get to see Jane Foster Dawn. You know she somehow she got Milner back together. And she's the new, you know, Thor. Um, Mini Thor. Mini Thor. Uh, we got oh, Christian. Lady. Not Mini. She's, she's just Thor. She's a badass Thor. Uh, yeah, but uh, she's not Mini. So, um, and then we got Christian Bell, who is coming in. You know, his this is his introduction to the Marvel Universe. And he's playing Gore the God Butcher, which... <sighs> Is a gory character who is absolutely a power base. It's a very sad story. You almost it's it's kind of a little bit similar as far as uh, a relatability story that I would say Killmonger is because you understand mm-hmm. his uh, Gore's motivation and stuff. Yeah. You know the gods are very much into themselves, so much to the to the peril of his people mm-hmm. and his planet and everything else and stuff. Uh, and we'll and, do uh, like a preview show, like to give the backstory and stuff before yes, the absolutely before yes. the movie comes out. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to do that um, in one of our future episodes. Do a kind of a, a, a character rundown on, on Gore. Um, 
because yeah, I, I I think you know people will sympathize a little bit with them, and despite how much you love Thor and and all the other characters, and you know we got we got Korg coming back and stuff, who is played by uh, Taika Waititi, who I love. I, I'm 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 a huge fanboy. Uh, I in fact, just so you guys know, I just started watching because someone told me like uh, they're going over all Taika's stuff, and I was like. There's a vampire show that he did, and I had no clue. I never heard of it. It's like what what we do in the dark, in the shadows, and so I started watching it. And oh my god, it's, it's that amazing. sounds right up my alley. Please it's, send me the name of it later. Yes, yes. Called what what we do in the shadows and stuff. Yes. and it's hilarious. It's about these vampires who are roommates. Uh, they live in this house in New Jersey, and they were technically sent to go conquer the United States, but somehow they conquered like five houses in the, on the block and you know so and they made a little frat a little frat village it's oh my god it's hilarious it, 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 it yeah it, it's kind of shot in the realm of the office so you get the whole uh they interact with you know the the audience as well as the camera people and stuff and and unlike the office the, some of the camera people die they get put in situations that they have to film these people in, and you know, their one was stuck in a well because they're going to. Like, I'm just going to spoil this little, little scene. Uh, they're supposed to, you know, burn them with sunlight, so they stuck them in a well. One of the vampires. Well, the camera guy is in the well with the vampire. The vampire somehow managed managed to escape, but the uh, camera guy is just stuck at the bottom of the well, and we never hear from him again. That's just kind of how. The, so I, I, I love the show. I re- definitely recommend wa- watching if you're a huge Taika fan. So, which we all are. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got that coming, and then August seventeenth, She Hulk. Yes. We've got Miss Marvel coming. Disney Plus. So, lots. Miss Marvel's coming this month, right? Yep, Kamala Khan. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe she is scheduled to in the end of this month. Yeah, I was like, they just had the premiere yesterday. So yeah, we should see her in a few in a few weeks, and that means you'll be hearing more from us about her. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, let's talk. Are you ready to move into toxic fan fandom? We can, yeah. And let's. Or you want to talk anything, more about? You got anything to add about Thor: Love and Thunder coming out? No, I mean besides that, it needs to hurry up. Uh, other than that, though, I'm ready. Right on. I, yeah, I, I I can't wait and. And I really want to really see what that Loki tattoo was about because Thor ha- apparently has a tramp stamp of Loki on his back there, while everyone else is trying to pay, trying to look through the pixels and stuff. I was looking at Thor's back, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, there's a that's Loki, <laughs> his uh, tattoo of his got brother. a Loki tramp stamp. Yep. Part of me wonders if Loki did that as an act of mischief, <laughs> and Thor doesn't know it's there. I could see I hope that. So I hope that there's somehow that gets brought. Like a dude, where's my car tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that classic scene. Oh, that like, would be great. Uh, like Party Thor uh, from the What If series got too plastered, and Loki came in and gave yeah. him a, a sleepy, sleepy tattoo. This would tie, that would tie in the Loki series so much, and then you have more Mobius comes in. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like. I'm gonna have to erase this timeline if you don't leave. Like, and then he leaves, and so yeah, that would be that would be hilarious, and that'd be a great time. The odds of that happening are slim to none, but oh, yeah, yeah. I want to go with it. 
So just until we see what really happens, it makes me happy. So we're going to go with that. <laughs> All right. Toxic fandom. Yes. Let's hit it. All right. So like, just like with Star Wars dealing with their own own stuff, we 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 have it over here too at Marvel, and it, it's it's it really it really sucks, and there's no real place for it and stuff. I mean, the 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 goal of fandom is just just sharing uh, something that you like, a hobby, a passion that we all like. We we all love the superhero genre. We all love the characters and stuff. And the the truth is, you know, the, there's there's always going to be people who claim to be true fans and purists and they always talk about woke culture and and this and that as if it's a negative thing and stuff and and i'll say this these guys at marvel studios you know all of them from the from the comic books to the movie production people put their blood sweat and tears into this and the thing is it's their properties so if they want to make and and it's not like they're they're you know the whole woke culture that a lot of people like they're getting backlash for hey what's up uh, backlash for uh, She-Hulk, like oh, they're turning Hulk into a girl. Hulk, She-Hulk existed well before, you know what people call world culture and stuff. Uh, the female Thor, uh, you know Jane Foster's Thor, existed well before all of this and stuff. You know, so it's it really kind of shows people's ignorance about what what's happening in the in the Marvel world. The fact that Marvel is being very aware of of uh, their audience and their fan base and, and making sure that not only just our extras are multi, you know, verse are some of our star, uh, stars are in the stories that we tell, which is also a huge legacy of Stan Lee. That's what he, he was very much a, a social uh, guy when he was doing Marvel stuff, uh, him and Jack Kirby and stuff, they would, they would talk, you know, they had that, they talked about, uh, you know, back, Black Panther beating up the KKK, you know, Captain America uh, smacking the shit out or punching, uh, you know, a, a Nazi and stuff. It's this thing that they they don't shy away from this stuff. And so uh, for a lot of people, I know it's, it's escapism and everything else. And you, you don't want to see this. Well, you're in the wrong fandom if, if, if that's the case, because it's always been peppered throughout Marvel's history, even when there were timely comics and, 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 and before that and stuff. So with that, you, you and you can't say you can't use misogynistic attitudes or racist attitudes as fair criticisms. You, you just can't. You know, you can't hide behind like, well, I'm just I'm just critiquing. I'm just giving or homosexual. Yeah, or or being homophobic and stuff. You, you don't get to say, well, I'm just critiquing just my opinion. I'm just like, no, you're not. You're not. You're being one of those those asshole people and stuff. I just want to smack him on the head and say, if you don't like it, don't consume it. <laughs> so but stop yeah, giving them your money if you don't like it. <laughs> so we're we're open platform, and it's you know it's not just my voice that that carries. All of us have a voice. We all respect each other's different uh, each other's opinions, and you know we all see we all go through life through different lenses and different things. And I'm always open to being challenged or learning new things and that's that's just me so i would never shut uh someone down for something that's being fair but but being you know homo you know uh homophobic misogynistic racist and stuff that that don't play man that it just it just doesn't you're adding toxicity to a really dope fandom that we all should be you know uh proud to be a uh, a part of and stuff so like you said david like 
these things are not brand new things that are being written by Kevin Feige. They are 50, 60 years ago in the comic books this way. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige is using the platform that he has to shed light on those comic book situations that people just need to wake up to. And it's not about it's about being kind and about having compassion and understanding other people. And like you said, understanding people through their different lenses. So if you don't like it, don't watch it. Leave it for the rest of us to enjoy. Exit stage left and stuff. Um, So, you know, and I I don't want to be a gatekeeper and stuff, but, you know, for certain things like this and stuff, I absolutely will willingly do that and stuff. So. And and I think there's a good, a good thing to also think about too, is if you don't like the character, or say the way the script is written or the acting is done. Fair, don't, yes. Don't, don't go to something that's even worse. You brought the Star Wars uh, character. Uh, mm. I mean, she's getting a lot of threats like that. And it really started because some people didn't like the character. If you don't like the character, you don't like what's happening, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. There's different eras and lines of comics. We may like one comic of Spider-Man and not the other because it's not working. Mm-hmm. But don't go after that actor or actress or producer or whoever it is about their personal things because the fact that you didn't like how the character was portrayed. Yeah. Keep the fantasy to fantasy and the real life stuff to real life. If you don't like what's being showed, well, mm-hmm. maybe next season, next movie will get better. Everybody hated uh, Jar Jar Binks in the beginning. Now there's a huge fan following. Yep. I mean, look at it in the That life. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but... Some of us also just don't like Spider-Man at all as a character. That's fine. <laughs> but I, I don't, I'm not sitting here like, and honestly, it's just a joke at this point. I don't actually just like, I just find his character itself annoying comic books and all, but I'm not going and attacking anybody that is like writing him into films. I'm not going and attacking anybody. Yeah. We sit here and we joke about it and I'm like, Oh, Spider-Man. But that's like, spreading unnecessary hate is just toxic. And if you have an issue with something and it hurts your soul that much that you have to be loud about it, there's an issue you need to look at. And and here's the thing. I, I, I honestly think a lot of these people do this just to see the world burn. They, they, they come in and troll things. They, they help spark controversy because, you know, they, they can, you know, they, they can change the conversation. They can change because the their lives are boring and they need to feel meaningful. It's true. Yeah. And it's, warriors. and so I'm, 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 this is the one time I'm going to tell you guys uh, this because uh, it, it really translates into a lot of things in our lives and stuff. Um, when we ignore it, it doesn't get better, and, 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 and as much as you know, I've heard that for for all my life about just 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 ignore. It's like or no, ignoring the little the, the crying tantrum kid and stuff. Well, you know that's one thing if if the kid was isolated, but the kid is online that's throwing a tantrum. He's able to mobilize, and he has the the power of the internet and everything else and stuff. And so here, here's the thing we we win as a fandom when we don't ignore it and we tell people to stop or we call people out and stuff you know we don't let the bullies to continue the bully unfettered we don't let the trolls to come and sway the the conversation you know into this 
uh, you know, whatever hate, hateful hate, hatred thing and stuff. Uh, when you know, when you call stuff out and stuff, you're actually fighting that toxic culture and stuff that's in our fandom and stuff. And and, and it's easy for us. I mean, I, I don't ever, I don't want to do it. It's not a job I sign up for. It. I don't want to sit there and 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 go through things and like, oh my god, that's that's very racist or that's very sexist, dude. That's um, I don't. I don't want to do that, but I, I do it because you know what my, I know, you know, my kids, my daughter, she's, she's a Marvel fan and stuff. And she comes on to some of these forums or she reads these articles and, and I, and she, as, as a woman and stuff understands when people are being misogynistic and stuff. I not, I'm not blind to it. I understand it too. So if I, if I have the opportunity to lend a voice and say, yeah, no, that's not all of us. And I'm going to, and I speak out about it and stuff. It's it's a good it's a good thing. So you know, I want to protect our fandom because our fandom is way better than Star Wars fandom. Just saying, it's just just a fact. You know, we're better than the Harry Potter fandom. Just saying, also just just a fact. And, and in fact, I think they're Harry Potter. Never mind. Anyway, so Chris Chris Lardy McCristo mm-hmm. and I got into a, <laughs> a disagreement today where he kind of told me basically Harry Potter is Star Wars. And he wasn't wrong. It kind of is Star Wars a little bit, you know. That that is this dress window dress. Like he, like he's like Voldemort is the Death Star, and you know they were both raised by their aunt and uncle, and got picked up by some guy with a beard and taught to wield the Force or magic. And I was like, I hate you right now, Chris. I hate you. He ruined it for me. <laughs> I miss his shenanigans on the tribe. <laughs> you're you're also gullible too, so you know. I am. I, I can tell. I can tell you right now that that Harry Potter is more akin to the Smurfs than it is to you know. It, it just it. I mean, Listen, we are done with this. We are we are pop, moving on to our game. <laughs> I mean, pop, Papa Smurf, and you know, uh, it's I. I do. I can. I can paint the correlation for you and stuff. If you yeah, want. let's not. Let's not do that. Let's play our game. All right. All right. All right. But yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I still remember the very first right when I was getting back into Marvel, aka when I graduated from college and had money to actually go back to the movies. I wasn't even sitting in a Marvel movie. I don't remember what movie I was sitting to get ready to watch, and the people behind me are going. Oh my god, yeah, I hate Captain Marvel. Like she's literally the worst character. And then the guy goes, Oh yeah, when'd you watch it? And he goes, Oh, I haven't watched it. I'm never going to watch that movie. And I was like, all right. I was gonna share that. It, that's a difficult thing, is how much <laughs> bad rumors and hate start before you've seen the movie. Yes. And because social media makes it seem not even I mean media in general sometimes it just you start just listening to it. You're like, Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like them. But your inner inner self, you're like, I kind of want to like them, but I also don't want to like befriend my friends, so I'm I'm not gonna like them either. It's like, man, there's so many characters that I thought I wouldn't like going into, and not because I didn't like them, just like, yeah, oh, we'll see how that goes, and walked out and like, that's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, like I, the amount of hate I've heard for Miss Marvel already is insane, like the amount of people that have already started calling her annoying. And I still remember I was listening to another podcast and I won't name it mostly because I don't actually fully remember, but um, they were talking about that and they're like, on, Brian, oh, so he's going to be like, no, they're going to be like Spider-Man. Like, you know, she's young like that, like in school. And 
And they go, oh, well, more annoying than that. Like, and I was like, it doesn't get much more annoying. (laughs) And I did think of Sam where I was like, I don't know if Sam would agree with that. But I was just also like, you haven't, we haven't seen anything yet to decide that. Like, but everyone's made their opinions already. Well, not everyone, but people have made their opinions already. So, yep. So, yep. So all you trolls go away uh, or just, 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 yeah, just go away. Do something else with your time and stuff. Um, you know, it, it's if you want criti- to, you can criticize characters. You know, like Lewis said and stuff. Uh, the script writing, the track. You, there's a whole bunch of stuff. People have real issues and stuff with. You can feel free to talk about that. But when you go off into this hateful realm of the world, it's just, dude. I'm sorry for your your, your sad life and that you have to put that out there and stuff. Yes, Nick Fury is black. That's how that is. Deal with it. Himdall, you know, I mean, Captain Marvel, she's a very much a cosmic power wonder. That's just kind of how it is. You can hate her character and stuff, but, you know, to throw hate at, 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 at you know, Brie Larson, who was saying, well, I wish that, you know, all the critics was a little bit more diverse and more representative of, of the fandoms and stuff. Where, where, where's the fault in that and stuff? So, but, yep, that's, that's me. Um, if anyone else has any other input, otherwise let's let's play some play some games. Go ahead. I got one thing about Nick Fury. He's not black. He's Samuel <laughs> Jackson. He's Sam Jackson. He specifically <laughs> is Sam Jackson. In fact, I, I stand corrected, Lewis, because when they actually redid uh, Nick Fury, they actually purposely admitted that they did it off of Samuel L. Jackson. That's character. right. Which is why Sam Jackson got all the roles he got to play with them because that's part of the deal. Because he could have bankrupt Marvel if he sued their ass for what they did and stuff. So yes, Nick Fury is Sam Jackson, and that's and take that. All right, so let's get into this amazing game. For those of you guys who don't know, this game is called uh, Degrees of Marvel. So it's it's similar to the Six Degrees of Separation. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, show uh, a game that was back in the early '90s and stuff, where um, Kevin Bacon was such a big st- star that you couldn't really think of an actress or actor that you couldn't connect to Kevin Bacon within six uh, s- uh, six movies and stuff, or six you know six uh, connections and stuff. So we're doing the same thing here because Marvel is such a big, fantastic beast. We get amazing star power. In fact, I mean, it's you'd be hard pressed to find someone who isn't working on a Marvel project right now and stuff that we developed this where it's just called degrees of separation. And the game goes like this where I'm going to give everyone a list of actors and actresses and they have to try to find the connection to a Marvel. It has to be a Marvel property. So that can be Disney plus. Uh, content as well as the MCU movies and stuff. None of the Fox movies and unfortunately none of the Sony movies unless it's been featured in the MCU. So Spider-Man counts. But they have to find a connection to these movies or to this content in the shortest amount of connections as possible. So this one is a morbid one because all of the actors and actresses in this list are deceased. I I don't know how to soften that blow, but it is. They're they're well respected in their craft. Um, you know, I rest easy. Um, you know, on the other side, but you know, we're going to go down the list, and these are people who are no longer with us in this multiverse. 
So uh, let's let, let's start. Oh, they're all prancing around in other dimensions. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let let's kick it off with, um, and I'm gonna go around the room and and, and uh, we'll start with uh, the first one, which is River Phoenix. So uh, first of all, did anyone get it in in one connection? Yeah. Yes. I did. Yeah. Oh, man, I, <laughs> I I feel like even though I created this game. I don't do very well in this game and stuff. So there's a lot of these I don't have in one connections. Lewis, what was yours? So, yeah, let's go down the list. Go ahead, Lewis. So I got uh, River Phoenix in the 1985 Explorers, also starring Ethan Hawke from Moon Knight. Ooh, okay. Nice. Brianna, what did you have? I had River Phoenix in a movie, I Love You to Death, with um, William Hurt, who was Thaddeus Ross and... Basically, all the Avenger movies. Okay. Civil War, Infinity War. I had River Phoenix in Sneakers with Robert Redford. Robert Redford. In Endgame. Alex, yeah, Alexander Pierce in, in uh, Winter Soldier was his first appearance and stuff. So, yes, Robert Redford shot up. I got the same thing as Sam did. So, all right. So, everyone got that one. So, you get you guys get some points there. All right, so our, our next celebrity uh, connection that we have to find is uh, the notorious, not notorious, I can't say notorious because that's another person, but the legendary <laughs> rapper slash actor, uh, Tupac Shakur. So he, he was in Juice with Samuel L. Jackson. Everyone get that in one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I got. Okay, so so everyone got the Sam Sam Jackson connection. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. looking for this, I'm not gonna lie. I went down some rabbit holes that led me to some <laughs> not appropriate stuff that I did not know was on IMDb. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I got I got it differently. So I got it in one too. I got it differently than than Sam Jackson and Juice. Um, he actually was in. A, uh, a gritty cop movie called Gridlock with Tim Roth. And Tim Roth, for those who don't know, is Abomination uh, in the Marvel Universe. So, so yeah, there's my one right there. But. And I had another one, too, because I wasn't sure if you were going to oh, count his music okay. videos. It was one of his music videos and okay. um, with um, Bokeem uh, Woodbine, who was yeah. um, Herman Schultz and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if the... I didn't know where we went in media because I also yeah. found one. That David was told me game. no. Yeah, David told me no <laughs> video games. He also no told me no Fantastic Four. I hope I got rid of the video game when it looks like I did. <laughs> all right. So that one does count. Um, all right. So next actor is uh, Heath Ledger. So love that guy. He, he, you know, he had the notorious role as the Joker. Uh, a lot of people loved him in a lot of different movies and stuff. Ten Things I Hate About You, Night's Tales. He he was really, uh, you know, he went too too soon. So yeah, another legendary actor, Heath Ledger. So who got that in one? I did. I did. All right, let's go around the circle. Uh, start with you, Brianna. Who, All right. Um, so um, I cheated because we've used Heath Ledger in this game in the past and I had my notebook so oh. um, but um, he was in Brokeback Mountain with Jake Gyllenhaal who's Mysterio okay alright who's next Lewis I got um, Heath Ledger in A Knight's Tale with Paul Bettany who played oh, John yeah. 
All yep. right. You got the I same thing. Have, I, I didn't have either of those. Oh. I had Heath Ledger in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus with Andrew Garfield. It's with all the Spider-Man stuff. This okay. <laughs> so there you go. All right. One. All right. All right. So next up here, uh, we got uh, Brittany Murphy. So uh, from a fame like uh, Clueless and Eight Mile with Eminem, uh, you know, she was another actress who uh, just getting started with her acting career before, you know, tragedy befell her. So uh, Brittany, Brittany Murphy, who, who got that in one? I did. I think everyone. Okay. All right, let's go. Uh, Sam, go first. What, what you got? What's your connection? Brittany Murphy was in Eight Mile with Anthony Mackie. Who I forgot about that. Falcon. I forgot. Oh my God. Clarence. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's so cheesy. All right. What you got, Lewis? So I got Brittany Murphy with three Marvel characters in one movie. Holy. I got Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. Okay. Uh, Booth, uh, Powers Booth, who was in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Del Toro as the collector in Sin City. Sin City. Oh, that's right. Holy moly. Okay. Bonus points. That, yeah. I, I would yeah. give you bonus points for that one. Forgot Powers, that Del Toro was in that. Powers Booth was the gentleman in Avengers when Nick Fury was talking to like all the lead guys. They where are the Avengers currently at? And he's like, we're, we're currently not tracking them. He's like, you just let them loose? He was that gentleman. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you definitely got bonus points on that one. I'll, I'll hook you up with the three bonus on that. What about you, Brianna? Um, so I had her in Clueless with Paul Rudd. Hey, same as me. <laughs> and we all know Paul Rudd is the, the famous Ant-Man. So right on. All right. All right. Next up is a, a actor who died in a very fast and furious way is Paul Walker here. Ooh, that was that too soon? That wasn't. It's it's forever going to be too soon for that. It was, David. It, was, it was very tragic. He's a great, he another great up and coming actor and stuff. Um, well, I don't know. Great, there's some controversy around him and stuff too. But he he has passed. So, uh, Paul Walker, everyone get that one in one. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, who wants well, to start out? What's what's your connection? Are we still counting Morbius because? Nope, Morbius does not count. Uh, Fast and the Furious with Vin Diesel, who's the voice of Groot. There you go. That's what I got. <laughs> so I got Why are you always different. copying me? <laughs> I got something different. I tried to stay away from that one because as soon as I saw Paul Walker, I was like, oh, it's Groot. Yeah, that's so Groot. I challenged myself a little bit. Okay. So I got him, uh, and I was really trying to – I got another with another movie with two Marvel characters. Ooh. Idris Alba, who was in Thor. Yep. And P.I., who was in Ant-Man in the movie Takers. Oh yeah. Okay. Get you finding double uh double actors and stuff. Okay. Uh extra points. I can't take all the credit. The internet was my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and, and Brianna, did you the same with the Fast and Furious or different? The Fast and Furious, yeah. And then I had Tyrese Gibson that was in Morbius. Because um, we counted Morbius last time, but I feel like they actually ended up taking out all of the Spider-Man references in Morbius. Yep. So, did we count Morbius last time? We did because there was the at that point there was the trailer with Spider-Man in the background with Paul Le- or with Paul Leto. Wow, Jared Leto walking by. 
so we decided that it had some oh, yeah. references. We, but then we I thought they're gonna be the, the would Morbius references. still be would Morbius still be canon because uh Vulture's in there? <laughs> yeah. I hate how they got Sony's. Sony's I know like, Sony's really I, hitting like a gray line of what counts in the MCU. So anymore. yeah, Morbius, <laughs> no Morbius would count and stuff because they're they're using the exact characters from the MCU. Um, so yeah, he, he, either he, way, yeah, I was like, either we'll, way, Fast and Furious. There were people in there. <laughs> we'll count it. All right. So next one here we have is uh, Naya Rivera. Who I didn't know who this actress was at all because I'm not part of that um, high school musical Glee. group. Glee. Glee. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it Glee? <laughs> I, I'm not part of that. That's not my generation. That's more of my children. So, but uh, she, another one who who tragically uh, died uh, at a young age and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, I so, remember that being in the news too. Yeah, I do. Re- I do remember that, and my, my my daughter was a fan of Glee and stuff. So she's the one that kind of was like, "Yeah, that's that's the lady." Uh, I think she was trying to save her daughter or something, and she drowned. Or I, I can't remember the details, but um, yeah. So this is the one I'm gonna tell you now. I got it in two. I got it in one. I did find it in one. I think this is the one I had the video game at first, but I switched it. <laughs> okay, and you, you, Lewis, you got the other one too. I got it in one. All right, so let's 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 hear the ones. What do you guys got? Because I want to go last. Uh, for uh, me, she was um, an American Dad, the TV show, the animated TV show with Patrick Stewart, who okay. made his debut in Doctor Strange too. Okay, there's one. She, she was in Glee with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, we didn't know Gwyneth Paltrow was Gwyneth in Glee. Paltrow was in Glee. She <laughs> did a couple cameos. Yeah. Fine. So- uh, I got her at, at the Devil's Door with Wyatt Russell, who played John Walker and and the Captain America in, in Winter Soldier. And right on, uh, Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, okay. All this All talk right. about Glee. I think Glee did it debut on Disney Plus today or something because I have received about four hundred Twitter notifications about a Glee watch party from Disney. Yeah, just to relate to what's what we're talking about right now. I don't have the answer to that, so it's, it's possible, but also I don't care about that. Right? <laughs> Those musicals, I just... Alright, here's my two. Alright. So, I got... She was in the naughty list with Sean Austin, who, you know, Sean Austin is the reason why I moved to Oregon, because he's a Goonie, and that's where Goonies was filmed. And we also know who else was a Goonie was Josh Brolin, who is Thanos. So there's my two. So yeah. Glee. Oh yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Well yeah, check it out. Glee. Yay. Um that sounds so gleeful. You sounded so gleeful. I try. I'm I'm not gonna okay. There's there's Glee fans probably who won't listen to us. I'm I'm sorry. Check out Glee. It's on Disney Plus now. You can have watch parties and enjoy and do single you do single sing alongs. You do sing alongs. Sure you so. could. Turn on the captions. So I'm more of a I'm more of a, a little shop of horrors kind of musical, and yep. that's it. That's the only musical I care about. Feed me, Seymour. That's right. <laughs> Can't wait for that remake to come out. Are you ready for this last one? All right, and the last one is the great. He the is goat. he is the goat. He is the you know he brought he 
he's a Disney darling. Uh, he brought a particular animated character to life that we love. The, the, the great notorious Robin Williams, a.k.a. Forever the Genie. Um, you guys all got it in one? All right. Let's, let's open it up with Lewis, our guest. Let's close this out with you. I got uh, Robin Williams in one of my favorite films from him. Uh, it's called August Rush with Terrence Howard, who played Rhodey, oh. first Iron Man. Nice. Right on. Okay. I've got Robin Williams with Owen Wilson at Night at the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian. And copycat. You're a copycat. You peeked at my notes, didn't you? And obviously, Owen Wilson was in Loki. Yes. Yeah, he was Mobius in in the great Disney Plus show, Loki. All right, Brianna. I had the same one, Night at the Museum, but I specifically picked Secret of the Tomb just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different one. Same actor, though. Yeah. Still with Owen Wilson. And then Still I, th- I third that, yes, Owen Wilson, Mobius, and so there's my one. So with that said, the, the, the totals add up for this particular game. Our guest stole the show. He won. He did. Lewis, Lewis smoked us. Yeah, <laughs> he got some he, bonus points. He, yeah, like, He got some here. bonus points with that Heath Ledger one. So, uh, And the big loser was Surprisingly, David. it was me. That's not I, I want to. I'm going to recount this later, and somehow I'm going to figure out how not to be a loser makes Sam <laughs> a loser. But yeah, so I, I just want to say thank our guests for playing this game with us. It is a fun game. I will promise I will do more homework and try to really stomp you guys. I haven't stomped anybody. In fact, it's been super easy. People have been finding it in one. But I'm really going. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to try. I'm going to go into deep recesses and. I don't we're like find, this. This is stressful. We're going to find <laughs> some character actors that you know their faces. May not know their names, but they've been been in a lot of stuff. So, we'll, 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 this game will ratchet up and be a little harder. But the amount I, I, I click through IMDb to find all of this, <laughs> me just scrolling constantly and clicking random things until I find something. So, and then if you want to play this game at home, super easy to do. I mean, you you just create a list of of your favorite stars that you know for a fact are not in a Marvel movie, and then away you go. Um, some people who are real movie cinephiles, they don't need to IMDb or use the internet. The rest, some of us, and I'm actually a pretty good cinephile. I don't actually, but you guys are not, so you guys can use the internet to cheat. Um, but with that said, it's still fun to have. It's it's good rabbit holes to go down through, and you really get to see all the connections, and it's pretty cool to see how short those connections are. So with that, I want to say thank you for playing this game. Congrats, Lewis, for winning. Um, you. So you're never coming back to play this game again with us? As I slide Lewis the link and say, can you please make a guest appearance? Because... We need to make David lose. <laughs> Lewis, yeah. why don't you tell us where we can find you on social yes. media? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, I am at Sunken City Designs. Um, I also have a website, sunkencitiesdesigns.com. And then I just recently launched a Redbubble store. That is uh, redbubbles.com forward slash Sunken City. Um, so you can find me there. Um, I am on Facebook, not as active as well as Twitter. Not as active, still learning those platforms, but the strongest one you can find me at is on Sunken City Designs at Instagram. And that one I am active throughout the day, uh, replying very actively, also taking feedback, suggestions on ideas, 
and posting meet and greets, events, pop-up shows, all that I do that I do outside of my normal nine to five. Awesome. And fa- follow this guy. His his work is amazing. So I'm I'm a huge fan. <laughs> uh, and I think that's all that we have for this week on the Marvel Tribe. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Possibly, yeah. yes. Possibly, yes. Yeah. We'll have to check everyone's schedules, but we should hopefully be back. Uh, and we'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>